Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm still Matt. I am Dory. Um, so uh, thank you all for being here with us. I uh, hope you had a good Thanksgivings. Uh, how was your Thanksgivings? I gave the audience space to answer. Oh, cool. That was for them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just came back. We had a lovely time in Westport, Connecticut in a house that sucks all the energy out of you and forces everyone to nap. Matt napped so much. I napped once. No, you napped twice. Oh, I napped twice. That is so much for me. I never <laughs> nap. And both of them were long naps. I, I couldn't tell you how long they were. Time seems to stop in Westport, <laughs> Connecticut. It's very peaceful. It's tranquil. A deer ran through the backyard. Mm-hmm. Really, we had a time. We did. Uh, thank you to Allison and Michael for having us. And thank you to everyone else who was part of our Thanksgiving. And Matt. Thank you for cooking the turkey so spectacularly. Uh, couldn't have done it without your brother. He really handled those sides. A lot of a uh, lot of back and forth on the. I don't know which device is making noise. I have many devices, so if you hear an email chime, sorry everybody. Okay. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Um, Not the audience. Okay. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was relaxing. Good. I didn't have to cook anything. That's true. Which was nice. No one had to cook besides Michael and myself. I know. I like making the men folk cook. Uh, yeah, the men folk cooked. The well, men folk did a really good job. Men are the best chefs. Anyway. Ooh. What? You also did all the shopping, which was nice. I did all the shopping. No, Michael did all the shopping. No, I know, but you went, you guys did that. You know, you went out and did that. Well, we had to shopping. get out of the house for fear of napping. <laughs> I think you came home and napped. <laughs> yep. We weren't out of the house long enough. <laughs> My dad napped. I didn't have Starbucks till the very last day. 
Was, How I, did you survive? I obviously didn't. I napped twice. <laughs> um, here's the business, everybody. Our T-shirts are back for the holidays, but you only have until December 3rd. So please go get your T-shirts and or sweatshirts on Cotton Bureau again. You go to cottonbureau.com forward slash products forward slash egghead. E-G-G-H-E-A-D. And leave an Apple podcast review on iTunes, even though we have way more than we should based on the number of listeners. Dory still asks that you do that. I love it. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. It's a community for people who uh, are also going through IVF or know someone who's going through IVF. It's a private group, so ask to join it. We'll let you in. And uh, it's a very supportive community of people who are all going through similar things. It's lovely. I love it. You got triggered over the over the Thanksgiving by uh, being surrounded by babies and being forced to walk through maternity stores. Then, by all means, this is the Facebook this is the group place for you. For you. <laughs> uh, also, you can go to our website, excellentadventure.com. dot com. There's a lot of info over there, resources pages. Uh, each podcast is listed. You get links to things. You can donate and help the show if you'd like to. Twitter at excellent pod and email us Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail and call us 413-461-BABY. And there's an egghead meetup happening in New York on December 16th at 2 p.m. at District Social. That's 252 West 37th Street. So if you're in Midtown and you feel like having a good time, head over uh, and RSVP at the egghead, eggheadmeetup.eventbrite.com. Dory and I won't be there. But this was organized by people in the Facebook group that I was just telling you to join. So it's a supportive bunch. Holidays can be tough for uh, those of us going through IVF. So why not get together with a bunch of people who share your experiences? Yep. Uh, if I could be there, I would be. But If I could be there, I would be too. Wait, could we be there? No. We, just, we could do a mileage run. We we have um, Laka Cookie Fest the next day. Uh, that'd be a tough... Uh, Tough, tough turnaround. Tough turnaround. <laughs> Very tough turnaround. We wouldn't be able to get ready for making hundreds of latkes. No. Uh, okay, we got a lot of long emails this week. There's so many that are very good, but uh, Dory and I decided, well, Dory decided, we should condense them. Wisely so, because quite frankly, there's, there's, just, there's just so many people we want to get to. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like, there were so many good emails, and I was like, oh, we got to... I'm just gonna cut, cut some, make some selective cuts. So if we read your email and you're like, "Oh, they left out the part about blah blah blah," it's like, "Yeah, we did. Sorry." There you go. Yeah. Okay. Do we? We don't really have any. Do we have any updates for us? Um, oh, uh, did we? We officially have made the decision to go to the. We didn't make any more decisions. We're still going to the ultrasound and talking to the doctor. Well, I got my period last week. What? What? Everybody raise the roof. Dory's period's here. Well, it's woo, not here woo. anymore. Dory's period's gone. Woo, woo. I don't know how periods work. Woo, woo. <laughs> Been doing this podcast so long. I don't know how periods work. That's weird. Um, Yeah, I got my period on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I emailed Seema on Wednesday, but I think by that time she'd already left for Thanksgiving. So I haven't heard from her. Okay. okay. But I think... The ultrasound will be not this week, but maybe like end of next week. Okay. And I think that'll just be a good time for us to check in with Dr. Beck and see what's what. Yeah, we're going to see what's what. But we're mostly leaning towards actually taking a vacation. Yep. A vacation from ourselves. Yep. With our best friends. Um, yes. If you're a best friend of mine and we're not vacationing together, Dory said that. <laughs> I mean, they were my best friends first. Yeah. Listen, they're 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 two of the, my favorite human beings on the planet. And possibly Niharika. Yep. Who would be a third favorite. And Mark. What? I mean I thought he was gonna be in maybe. Uh, Istanbul or something. No, I think I think he might be I think he might be joining us. This is uh, earth shattering. Look, news. nothing's set in stone, but I'm just saying the Breakfast Club could ride again. Well, ride or die. Here we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, that's what's going on with us. Uh, also Dory has allowed me to go to Las Vegas, uh, in, in a, in a couple weekends flying out, uh, to meet my best friend 
<laughs> uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Just we, We're flying in. We land like within 10 minutes of each other. And we depart within 10 minutes of each other. And he flies to Boston and I fly to LA. Um, I saw my dear friend Julie last night who lives in New York. She was in town for the holiday. And I think we're going to go. I think we're going to see Celine. At some point in the spring. Not Dwight Yoakam? No. Um, listen, a lot of stuff happening. Maybe we could do a Vegas egghead meetup. Are there enough eggheads in Vegas? I have no idea. If, if you're in Las Vegas and you'd like to be a part of a Vegas egghead meetup, maybe we should just throw together a, com- a tour package. <laughs> Ladies, come for massages. Fellows, come gamble with Matt. Everyone <laughs> smokes. Let's do it. The excellent, an excellent retreat. An excellent retreat at the Aria. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound nice. Boy, if I knew how to book things. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Do you have anything else? No, we got a lot of uh, busy week ahead of us. I'll be on set all week, so that's going to be quite a schedule. Yep. And uh, yeah, we got to record a couple of bonus episodes. Yeah, we'll have to do those at night. Yeah. When I'm very tired. Yeah. But we'll get them out before December 1st, we everybody. sure will. So if you're on Patreon, look for another two episodes if yep. you're at the $10 level. Yep. And at, for only $5 a month, you get a bonus episode now. Yeah. Which is a bargain. And they're different. We talk about different things on there and we get real. Yeah, we get real, real. Because we know that mostly our family will never pay to listen to it. So we can talk <laughs> about them. I feel like you're baiting them. Well, fucking give us some money family they did my parents gave us talking about all the family hey they bought t-shirts that's true everybody <laughs> bought t-shirts there's a lot of t-shirts a lot of egghead t-shirts at thanksgiving yeah it was very cute everyone was wearing their egghead t-shirts uh, i don't think yeah. you brought yours i did not bring mine i believe mine is currently in the laundry oh i brought mine um i didn't see karen or steve wearing one even though they bought the most they did <laughs> And Maddie has one, too, I think. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Service, baby. Yeah. Okay, guys, it's time once again to talk to Anonymous in Boston. I'm not going to do the accent. <laughs> Don't look at me like I'm doing the accent. Uh, OMG, LOL, Matt, you are hilarious. Thanks for reading my other email, that killer Boston accent. As my grandfather would have said, it was wicked pizza. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, two things. It's just a blood test. What the fuck? Oh, I she actually slip. said WTF. I know, but she's from Boston, so she really meant. Oh no, fuck. you can't fight it. No, it's hard. <laughs> uh, it's that easy. Why didn't my OBGYN do uh one when I first told her that we were starting to try going to start to try to get pregnant? I feel like most OBGYNs don't do those blood tests. I think you have to go to a a specialist. And also, well, you're in Massachusetts, so it probably would be covered. Like a lot of insurances don't cover some of that stuff. I don't know. I feel like that was why people were initially like reluctant to start doing all the testing. Because they're like, I feel like OBGYNs are always just like, oh, we'll just try for a year. That's usually when they refer you. Mm. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think their their philosophy is sort of like. My phone, I swear to God. Oh, my, my phone, God. My phone is on Do Not Disturb. That, but, but, ESPN but ESPN has somehow. Broken through. <laughs> with, with the amazing story, NBA stars rocked fresh sneakers to match week six statement jerseys, including LeBron in all yellow. Okay, you know what? This I is think, why ESPN is dead. I think No, but I think you need to change your settings on ESPN. I think you must have it set to notify you about literally everything. <laughs> it's uh, 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 ESPN. Come on, guys. Don't I don't need to know when everyone's rocking new sneakers. You certainly don't need a push notification for that. I absolutely do not. Like, Sometimes I appreciate it, like when you're like, check out this insane dunk. Right. That but, I'm okay with. But, you know, the problem with sending too many push notifications is that people get annoyed. Well, and then, they push us further away. And they push you away. Anyway. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, here's, here's, we're getting down to brass tacks here. 
about the messy splooge leaks. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's not. We try lots of different positions, and we stay together after. <laughs> uh, what is that called? Oh, there's a name for that. Shit, we talk about it at work all the time. You do? What is that fucking, what is the name for that? Yeah. Float. <laughs> it's floating. <laughs> Mormons do it. Because uh, it's not sex if you're not moving. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, so that all the swimmers can get where they need to. Maybe I'm loose down there. No, don't blame yourself. Should I do pelvic exercises? No. Maybe I should look into more scientific ways to track ovulation to get the timing right. You can you can get ovulation sticks that you pee on, and it'll they'll tell you when you're ovulating and when the perfect time to do it for pregnancy purposes is. So you should you should look into those. They they actually work really well. So listen, anonymous in Boston, get, get take a take a wicked pistol on a stick. I mean, that was how I knew that I at least I, I knew I was ovulating. Yeah. When we were trying like early on. Mm-hmm. Cuz I was using those sticks and you get a little smiley face when when you're like in the zone. <laughs> uh thanks so much for answering my questions last week. Love you guys. Please continue doing what you do. It's the best podcast. PS. I really appreciate you guys answering these personal super awkward questions. I haven't gotten up the guts to ask my best friends or my mom. My mom's. Well, I, I, she says, uh, "I'm close to my mother-in-law too." All right. Jeez. I'm just saying she specifically said moms. I was going to read the parenthetical, but Dory bulldozed me. <laughs> she is such a bully. Yet, because... Uh, I haven't asked my moms yet, because then that would mean sharing other life details that we're trying. I'm not brave enough to open up that can of worms. My husband has been mostly great um, about this, but his don't worry about it comments only do so much. Again, type A. Soon enough, though, I'll have to say, fuck it, there she is, uh, and start <laughs> sharing with people I know. But for now, thank you, and thank you. Yeah, I mean, I do think that once you start sharing, you will find that a lot of people have had similar experiences. So I usually, I, I, I'm, a, I'm generally a fan of sharing. Although then you do start to get a lot of like, so has it happened? Like now when people start knowing, then they start asking you like, when's it happening? Kinds of questions. People are the worst. I mean, sometimes people are the best. People are the best. But sometimes they're the worst. A lot of times they're the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got a big, uh, big week this week, guys. A lot of stuff's happening. What's happening? I just think about the guitars that are coming and going. Yeah, you sold a lot. A lot of, uh, lot of action. You had a fire sale. He had a Black left. Friday. I did have a Black Friday sale. sale. And let me tell you, they came at me. <laughs> Is everything sold? Uh, no, but everything's leaving. And the fact that I will now be taking my inventory to Westwood Music, the rest of the stuff. Good. Means that I'll have less guitars in the house. Well, the same amount of guitars in the house because I've got, I've got two coming. Yeah. But as long as we're not adding to the overall yeah. number. Got a, got an Eric Daw pinup custom coming. Okay. That's great. Fret I'm gonna, Files, our favorite podcast. I'm going to play this voicemail. Okay. Is it Eric? Oh, it's very low, oh, honey. Yeah, why is that happening? Because I need to do that. So play it again. Okay. Hey, guys. Um, I'm not even sure if I should leave my name because my boyfriend might kill me if uh, he finds out that I've sent this uh, voicemail. I but I was calling in regards. I had to stop the podcast to call. Love I'm calling in regards to the, the listener who wrote in about um, her and her partner's um, intimacy uh in in attempting to conceive a baby and why why the splooge goes everywhere great question and um i wanted to let her know that it's totally normal um my boyfriend and i have i have the iud so we don't make a habit of of pulling out um I would just tell her, uh, chill in it for a minute if you're if you're trying to get pregnant, if that's the, the goal. Um, and put down the towel, invest in some wet wipes. Oh, sure. It makes the cleanup a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, uh, I know that it's, it's kind of gross, but you get you get used to it. So 
Um, I just thought it was so funny. Um, all right. Well, that's all. Bye, guys. Bye. That Great. was some good advice. Good advice. Towels are always good. Towels are good. Wet wipes are good. Um, we have another voicemail about Splooge that I'm going to play right now. Too. I love this Splooge a thon. Hi, Matt Joy and Bo. This is Susanna, and I am in uh, central Illinois. If it's a little windy, I am up on my roof pulling, um, getting the leaves out of the gutters. So asking why my husband isn't doing this, I don't know. Anyway, uh, just crazy. To to your podcast. It's a great way to kill time while doing yard work like this on a fall November. Um, anyways, my question, comments, uh, one story you've always said, you know, you do you. So if you've ever said anything on the podcast where somebody takes it offensively, you've always gone back to the, you know, you do you. So I don't think maybe that, I think her name was Kristen. Uh, I don't maybe think she was trying to be offensive or combative, but you've always done a great job with the you do you. I love that. Um, I think it's wonderful. It spreads just a really great message. Um, secondly, the woman at the very end where Matt was reading in his wonderful Boston uh, accent, it, or, uh, it's authentic. It was humorous. And the spooge comment, I completely feel her pain. Uh, there was nothing grosser than when you've finished trying to make a baby and then you're stuck in a pile of uh, baby juice, you know, wetness for at least five minutes. Anyways, that's what uh, my husband and I have been trying to do and it's not a matter of pulling out early i don't know if it's just the female bodies maybe some of us excrete it because we know it's a foreign object so we get rid of it quicker i have no idea if interesting mm-hmm. or not. um probably not involved to do that i but. just wanted to comment on that to let her know she's definitely not alone it does happen it is disgusting and <laughs> just to kind of you know grab your phone and start playing a game or something like that to pass the time. Interesting. Um, anyways, <laughs> Clean the gutters. Uh, love the podcast. Love you guys. As it were. Uh, we'll go the luck. And you guys should definitely skip a month and go to Palm Springs. This is just, you know, clear your head and get out of the, get out of town. Just, just again, you do you. So love the podcast. Thanks you guys. Bye-bye. Get out of town. Get out of here. All right. Good advice. Good advice. Thanks, everyone. I love that you call this from your roof. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Uh, it sounds dangerous. Could be a flat roof. That's true. Although, why would it have gutters? Hmm. I guess flat roofs have gutters. We'll never know. We won't ever know. That's sad. Alas. All right. Okay. Uh, would you like to read Anonymous in Asia? Sure. So, I love when we get follow-ups from people. Yeah. Like Splooge, Splooge Lady, Anonymous in Asia Lady. I love so many people that were like, I got to write in about this Splooge. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So if you guys remember last week, we heard from a woman who had taken a job in an Asian dictatorship to pay for IVF. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I do remember that. Okay. You guessed the dictatorship. I did. You tried to. And she says, Dory, so close on the dictatorship. My phone. Oh, it's not my phone, actually. That was mine. You have too many devices. I don't even know how to put this in Do Not Disturb. I guess Do Not Disturb doesn't really work when you're in the device. No, it does. It's supposed to. Doesn't no. it? Well, no. I mean, it's on. Oh, okay. Uh, Dory, so close on the dictatorship, former Soviet Republic, but not as well known as the other stands. Okay. Oh, this is gonna... I'm gonna... It's a riddle. It's like a... It's like a um, New York Times crossword. I bet it's like Tajikistan. Okay. I've never heard of that country. Exactly. Because I feel like Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan are like the the more well-known stands. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then you have like Georgia and Azerbaijan, which aren't technically stands, but are like kind of in that region, in that zone. You know? Okay. Anyway, uh, she has a master's in history. Matt, vasectomy reversals have a low success rate after ten years. I didn't know that. I didn't know that would have been that long. I didn't know that either. And my guy is at over ten years post vasectomy. What a guy! Our fertility clinic steered us away from it, but in hindsight, they don't offer the surgery. Oh, really? So it's like asking for a Big Mac at Burger King. Oh yeah. They will steer you to a Whopper and shit all over the Big Mac. <laughs> 
Interesting. <laughs> that said, we threw some of that dictator's cash at a reversal while I was away and are still waiting to find out if we have any swimmers. The reversal wasn't initially in our plans because it seemed like lighting $6,000 on fire when it only had a 50 to 60% chance of working. I mean, listen, you want to light three $6,000 on fire, you come see me. I'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> And yes, I do all the work for infertility, and I'm now spending all my money earned by living in a semi-prison for five months. This sounds like a sitcom. It's a weird tone on the sitcom. (laughs) But that reversal surgery was no walk in the park. Nuts the size of grapefruits after and over two weeks of no jerking off or sex. We're just hoping that there is enough sperm for IVF as the sperm we extracted, big needle to the nuts. When we did our first IVF was terrible quality and we had very low fertilization. Yeah. Hope you also spend the holidays. Mary, you guys deserve a vacation. Take it, enjoy it, and then hit that IVF with me and the other infertiles in January. Seems like a great premise to the year. Okay. Um, this is from Bethany. Last week we put out the sperm signal about mosaic embryos. Remember? Thank you, Anonymous. Yeah, thank you, Anonymous in Asia, in Tajikistan. <laughs> Sure. Um, Okay. Hey there. I wanted to write in response to an email on this week's podcast about transferring mosaic embryos. My husband and I haven't done so yet, but we are planning on doing so. We're going for egg retrieval number three tomorrow and hoping to net a healthy embryo that we can transfer in conjunction with Mosey. How many have we done? We've done three. This will be our fourth. Our mosaic embryo. I have a question. I also have a question of my own. As we're going for egg retrieval number three, regardless of what happens, I feel like we're reaching some sort of end point. Is it an end point if we don't get any healthy embryos from this batch? I don't know. Egg retrieval number one, we were hoping to get three eggs and none were mature. Mm. Ooh. Egg retrieval number two, change of protocol. Seven retrieved, five mature, five fertilized, two made it to day five, five or six, both PGS tested. One was missing an X, a girl, and the other is our Mosey, the mosaic. Mosey is actually a delightful name. It's a fun nickname of that child. <laughs> if you ever have that mosaic. Egg retrieval number three. Not sure, but it looks like we're hoping to get six mature as a starting point. So I'm not going I'm not suddenly going to have like forty kick ass eggs or anything mm-hmm. like that. I guess what I'm trying to say in a really convoluted way is that I have this idea that doing more than three egg retrievals would be excessive. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong people. <laughs> but is it? Do people really do that? <laughs> Guess what? We do. <laughs> but it's tough on the old finances yes. and psyche. Yes. And who knows what other kind of damage all those hormones are doing. Maybe I just don't know anyone who has. Anyone out there who's kept it up after that? Well, Bethany. Is she gaslighting me? <laughs> I think she's gaslighting us. <laughs> uh, guess what, Bethany? You're, you're talking to two people right now who are going to be doing their fourth next year. Also, I feel like if you, Bethany, if you, I, I, I would wager that you're not in the Facebook group because the Facebook group is filled with tales of people who have done like six retrievals, like m- many more retrievals. Yeah. So. Bethany, uh, the train keeps moving. You are, you are on board. So don't feel weird if you, I mean, you want to do another retrieval. I will also, say, don't feel bad if you want to stop. I will say kind of like in the same way that we keep saying that my first transfer didn't count because we didn't know about the septum. I feel like your first retrieval didn't really count because they didn't, they got the protocol all wrong. Like you had such better results on the second retrieval when they changed your protocol. So now that they kind of know what works, you can go into your third retrieval. I wish you could like go back in time and tell them your protocol's wrong. Right? It's like, come on, guys. It's like, come on, Doc. Look at her uterus. Look at her Look at her ovaries. Look at her follicles. Come on. Um, but yeah, we're doing a fourth. Uh, did we arrive at that decision easily? No. Did Dory's throat digestive tract just make a weird noise? Probably. No, definitely. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, thanks for a great podcast and your thoughts. Well, those are our thoughts. Those are our thoughts. that's the thing. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like you, you go into it saying like, I would never do more than two retrievals. And then suddenly you're like staring down your fourth retrieval and you're like, meh, I guess we're doing this. Becomes second nature after that, you know? 
Yeah. God, that's depressing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. What? Um, who's, whose email is next, Dory? So I know last week you were talking about how you were you were done with hearing about this theme of... Oh, no. But this week we have a twist on that theme. All right. If there's a twist, it better be a good one. Okay. This is from Chelsea. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm a longtime listener and fan. And although I haven't gone through IVF, I relate to a lot of the subjects you cover. Most recently, the debate around distancing oneself from pregnant friends. I found it very painful to hear anyone's pregnancy news as I went through two miscarriages. My third pregnancy resulted in my wonderful son. However, it turns out he has special needs. He's nonverbal autistic, and that's a whole other challenge. He had developmental delays early on, and suddenly I found it hard to see Facebook posts of moms celebrating milestones, sometimes touting how advanced their babies were. My baby's a champ at rolling over, talking at nine months, potty trained by a year. Potty trained by a year? Yeah, that's kind of insane. That's ridiculous. I became so sensitive, I withdrew from some friends and unfollowed acquaintances. I'm cautious about what I post on social media now because of my experiences, but you never know what is going to hit a nerve based on people's private struggles. True. It's impossible to walk on eggshells around everyone, but I think I've learned to be more mindful of how I express myself because sometimes we have no idea what others may be going through. I think your podcast really helps us all consider that. Oh, empathy. See, honey, it's all about empathy. That's what we're doing here. Sure, there are other listeners out there with special needs kids, but I'm wondering what their feelings are if they've struggled with infertility or pregnancy loss, and then once they finally get their child, are presented with a new challenge. 
I find that although autism will be a lifelong element of my child's life, I'm dealing with it better because of experiencing the hard journey to have a child at all. And I'm so thankful and blessed to have him. Anyway, this email is long, but I just wanted to add my voice with my appreciation of you two sharing your journey with us. Thank you. All the best. Chelsea from Canada. Chelsea, thank you for, for getting real with us. Yeah. Um, so we also heard from, we were hearing from people asking how to pay for IVF. Yes, that's true. And that was a couple episodes ago, but we have someone who wrote in with some very tangible suggestions. We love a tangible suggestion. Yeah. An action item. Is this like a, someone who would post in an, in a, in a personal finance subreddit? Um, maybe. Oh, well, let's hear it. So this is from Aaron, mm-hmm. one of our podcast's most popular audience names. Yes, very true. <laughs> um, okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. I was listening to episode 58. You guys were talking about fundraising ideas for those who don't have the means to pay for IVF. My dad passed away from multiple sclerosis several years ago. Sorry to hear that. And I participate in an annual charity fundraiser ride for the National MS Society. Over the years, I've improved my fundraising, and I wanted to share the activity that brings in the most contributions, mm-hmm. and, that, and bonus actually kind of fun. So the first thing she says is garage sales. So I never had enough stuff of my own to sell to make a lot of money, so what I would do is make a Facebook post and say, I'm holding a garage sale in a month to raise money to donate to the MS Society or Science Baby Fund in this case. Mm-hmm. If you have anything you'd like to clear out of your garage or closet, I'll come pick it up. Oh, I shared at work with friends and made repeated Facebook posts about it. It's a lot of legwork and driving around to pick up the stuff, but I averaged eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars per garage sale. That's incredible. That's great. The first time I hosted one, I was absolutely floored how much I made. It was mostly old clothes, but people bought everything I had to sell. I think it makes your friends and family feel good about being able to help you without having to ask directly for money. And everyone has something they want to get rid of. Bonus for them, they don't have to drop it off. Win win. This could pay for some meds or something like that. Mm. Totally. Um, so she also hosted an old school keg party. Yeah, that sounds fun. $10 party entry. I had a big bucket where people put in their beer money and a name tag station for those who contributed. Wow. That's so cute. Almost everyone donated a lot more than the $10 entry. It was a super fun party. We are older, so good times reminiscing about college keg party days. <laughs> and I ended up making several hundred as well. Alcohol makes people feel je- very generous, apparently. That's <laughs> true. All in all, with Facebook posts, that's emails. Why they, that's why they give you drinks in Vegas. Oh. A GoFundMe type page, a keg party, and three garage sales. In one year, I raised $17,000. That's incredible. I'd imagine people would contribute even more to science baby fundraising activities because it's more personal and they can actually participate in the process, hopefully see the results than just donating to a charity where you don't really know where the, where, what the money helps with directly just ideas. I hope this can potentially help someone with the shit financial burden of IVF. Love the podcast so much, Aaron. Aaron, that's uh, amazing. Good for you. Raising all that money for MS. Yeah, that's amazing. Boy feel like an underachiever now. Did you ever do the MS readathon when you were a kid? Yes. I used to do it. Yeah. Of course you did. You do it now. I read like a, I read like a hundred I read like a hundred books. <laughs> I read so much money. <laughs> you read a hundred books now. <laughs> we really should pare down our books. I've pared them down. I know. I mean and I've pared down my books, but I think I'm gonna do another pairing. We have we are lousy with books in this house. You know what you could get rid of? What's that, honey? Your DVDs. They live in my office, though. I know, in but a, like, in a space that is unusable otherwise. But you never use them, guys. She's trying to make me get rid of my Blu-rays. They're all Blu-rays. They're barely any DVD. Okay, and what's your point? She is being very mean. <gasps> Unbelievable. Oh my God. You called me me. Granted, most of the Blu rays that I've purchased in the last, so I don't know, two years or so, I haven't even opened. Um, exactly. But we need to be ready for the coming Netflix apocalypse. There's not going to be a Netflix apocalypse. What if they're like, we have so much original content now, that's all we show? Well, I do think that they realize that licensing was getting incredibly expensive. Yeah. And that's why we have this emergency break in case of emergency Frasier, all the seasons <laughs> of Frasier. Oh, thank God. I need to get an emergency cheers as well. I sold my emergency six feet under. Well, 
But I figure HBO will always be available to subscribers. We hope so. So I'm not I'm not too concerned. Oh, my watch just my watch Siri just thought I said something. Oh, <laughs> I was like, sorry, could you say that again? <laughs> could you not look at your watch while we're doing the podcast? Yeah, sorry. Ha! How's it feel? Stop playing with those batteries. But they're tangible things that I can play with. What did What did that one person say that we, I needed to get? Well, someone wrote in, I don't think we read this, but someone wrote in and said, I should get you pipe cleaners because they're quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I will order you some pipe cleaners. Those don't would be a good thing cleaners. to play with. For well, you. I am play, playing with these. Um, these are, you know, twist ties. Those, those are basically pipe cleaners. I know. And those are better than batteries. I've been playing with them. Okay. Throughout the show. Great. Because that's what kind of a fidgeter I am. <laughs> I need some Vivance, I think. Everyone's getting Vivance now. Should I get some Vivance? Will it help you focus? I don't know. Speaking of focusing, I'm trying to get back to the email. I've lost it. Uh, who's next? Aaron just uh, did that amazing This uh, is Jen. I meant to put this with the other email about the mosaics, but I well, messed it up. Tune in for more mosaics coming up right now. Uh, dear Dorian Matt, I'm writing in response to the email's questions regarding mosaic embryos. I have a PhD in genetics and have gone through IVF with genetic testing, so I have experience in this area from a few angles. Here's the background. Mosaic embryos happen when the cells in the embryo are not genetically identical. When they do the genetic testing on the embryo, the embryologist removes a few cells from the part of the embryo that becomes the placenta. When the cells they take are not genetically identical... Um, some normal, some abnormal. The PGS test tells you that you have a genetically abnormal embryo. If you're lucky enough to have more advanced testing, a mosaic embryo. If the mosaic embryo is transferred with or without the PGS testing, sometimes the abnormal cells die and are elim- or are eliminated by the embryo, and the embryo self-corrects, and you get a healthy baby. However, there is a chance this wouldn't happen, and you would have a baby that wasn't healthy or have a miscarriage which is why some doctors won't transfer mosaic embryos. When deciding whether to transfer a mosaic embryo, it might be worthwhile to talk to a genetic counselor who could tell you what would happen if the embryo doesn't self-correct. I'll use my case as an example. I didn't know whether my embryo was a mosaic or not, but it was trisomy. 18 had three copies of chromosome 18. In that case, if the embryo didn't self-correct, even if... It was just some of the cells in the resulting baby. The baby would have been born with severe birth defects, which was too risky for me to even try. However, if the genetically abnorm, uh, abnormality would result in no pregnancy or an early miscarriage, I would go for it. Another note on genetic testing. Uh, while, they're, while the testing is pretty accurate, you're isolating the DNA from just a few cells. This is There's lots of room for error. So while they tell you that your embryo is mosaic, there's a slim chance that the test was wrong from the beginning and your embryo is okay. Long story short, talk to an internet counselor and possibly go for it. Thanks for making the podcast. It's truly invaluable. Thank you, Jen. There we go. There we go. From a, from a genetic expert. I just read ahead and I think the ramekin queer is back. She sure is. Quote, unquote. <laughs> The self-proclaimed ramekin yes. queer. Yes. That was not that was our not, moniker. That was not my moniker. <laughs> oh, am I reading that? I mean, I feel like this was mostly directed at you. Here we go. Uh, from Anonymous. Hi, Matt and Dory. The ramekin queer is back. After a long break from the podcast to deal with my obsessive, painful fertility focus, I was delighted to gorge myself on a year's worth of episodes. Oh, my God. It's been that long since Ramekin Queer has written it? <laughs> this is unbelievable. Uh, after a year of trying, a miscarriage, and a nice handful of meltdowns, I finally got a pregnancy that stuck using the Ramekin syringe method. Oh, my God. Real update. I did end up taking Matt's advice and left the laptop with an incognito open and a candle. <laughs> We upgraded from a ramekin to a crystal bowl someone gave us for our wedding. Classy. It's bigger than a soup bowl, but too small to serve in. Uh, I could never figure out what to do with it. 
You know what you should do when you have that, is that baby? Bowl, is that bowl now in the fucking house, like in the pantry? Are you guys ever going to use that? No, bowl I was going to say when when you have the baby, the bowl should be like on the mantle, and it'll just be like this little like inside joke with you guys that like. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but it was a narrow base wide at the top easy for aim and I could warm it up and it stayed warm our jerk off room uh, is my spouse's genderqueer man cave and once I went in there after our donor left and found it was a total mess including a leftover plate of leftover toast crusts and furry laundry. Worst jerk-off room ever. But after a year uh, of this, we got pretty casual about it, I guess, uh, and had a big laugh uh, about it with our donor. I highly recommend a donor who is completely committed and available, sensitive and kind, but also not insensitive at all in the outcome. No, also not invested at all in the outcome. But I think my sentence also worked. Yeah. So basically... Mosier would be perfect. Sure. Uh, he was kind and supportive during the miscarriage, always happy to come over, and as soon as we conceived, he went right back to being our normal friends. Uh, a little advice from my two-week wait and general obsessive nature. I am a lactation consultant, so my job is basically to sit in giant's room, giant rooms full of pregnant people and hold tiny perfect babies. Oh, my God. That is torture. That was so hard. My whole life is babies. I eventually found that I needed to balance it out with some hobbies that have nothing to do with babies. I took up woodworking. Nice. I learned about mechanics by hanging around my friend's motorcycle shop. Also nice. And learned to drive a stick shift. What took you so long? Uh, learning new skills in places uh, where there would be no babies or pregnant ladies really helped me. Between classes, I baked a lot of cakes. This is all great. This sounds like my kind of my kind of week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also highly recommend staying off Baby Center, or as I call it, Baby 4chan. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know what Baby Center is, but now I'm interested. Uh, there's always going to be a message board to confirm your worst fears and most insidious hope. Just don't do it. So happy to be back in your community and loving the podcast. Hang in there, cheering you on from the sidelines with your big, beautiful community, Anonymous. I love that update. That was a that was a great update. I would give that update a five out of five. Five Andes. Five. Well, no, ten Andes. Ten the Andes. Andes. Oh, okay. Yeah, five out of five. Like it's Gadget Prawn, and I'm I'm rating gadgets. Oh. Five out of five. Mm-hmm. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> they used to make that noise. Oh, you did? No, they they oh. it would the graphic would thump in the. Um, anyway, I like this. I also like the suggestion of taking up hobbies where you have no chance of running into pregnant ladies or babies. <laughs> yes, I agree with that statement. You know where you could go also is take up guitar collecting. You rarely run into a baby or a pregnant lady. Hmm. I don't know. My husband already has a lot of guitars. I don't want to steal his thunder. But maybe if you were left-handed, you could start collecting some. Oh, boy. What if you started collecting left-handed guitars? No. Oh, man. What a dream. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Shout out to uh, Aunt Rose for sending us $25. Thank you, Aunt Rose. That was for our anniversary. That was for our anniversary. I see this check on the... That was actually deposited. I deposited it. Why would you do that? Because sometimes she asks my mom. So I sent her a thank you note. But sometimes like months later, she'll say to my mom, like, oh, I I was like balancing my checkbook and Dory never deposited her birthday check. (laughs) And then I feel bad. Oh, Aunt Rose. And so it is actually rude to not deposit the check. Okay. Good to know. So thank you, Aunt Rose. In Wobbin. Yeah, that's in Newton. What? It has its own name? Yeah, it's a neighborhood of Newton called Wobbin. That doesn't make any sense. It's in Newton, though. Yeah. It's all under Newton's jurisdiction. Correct. Why would you be able to say that, then? What do you mean? Like, Culver City has its own municipality. Right, but, like, Studio City doesn't. Do you write Studio City, California, when you're mailing something to them? I think so. Mm, I don't know. Anyway... This was Neighborhood Talk with Matt and Dory. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, coming she's up still, next she, is an email from Leah. She lives alone in a house. That's in Rose for you. Yeah. She's uh, my she's my my mom's mom's sister. She's my grandmother's sister. Oh wow! How many kids does she have? 
Well, she had two, but one died of a brain tumor when she was 13. Oh, that's terrible. That's very sad. Who's the other one? Um, his name is Ira. He lives in Pittsburgh. Oh, well. He has he has IVF triplets. Oh, Ira. Way to go. Yeah. Ira rhymes with Myra. It does. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I really am just wondering if Aunt Rose is going to leave us the house or not. Uh, no, I think she's going to leave it to Ira. Yeah, Ira, all the time. Ira's coming in and taking what's rightfully mine. <laughs> uh, all right. This is from Leah. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. A few years ago, my husband and I spontaneously conceived our two-and-a-half-year-old with little effort. Now we're trying for baby number two and having some difficulty. After two months of trying, I found out I was pregnant but had an early miscarriage. We've continued to try ovulation tests and pre-seed lubrication to help us, but another two-week wait has just ended unsuccessfully. It's now been six months of trying, which I know doesn't seem that long in the grand scheme of things, but my husband was just diagnosed with skin cancer. Luckily, it's in the very early stages, and it should be easy to treat, but use of chemo will mean that we will have to stop trying to conceive for six months to a year after his treatment is over. Soon as we will be able to have a baby... Number two would be t- late 2019, which feels so far away. Uh, quickly get him to jerk off into things. Just in case. You don't want to get sterilized. Uh, I'm so worried about my husband, but I also feel so much pressure to get pregnant before this treatment begins. I desperately want another baby. I wonder if you've heard of anything to help with trying to conceive. We're both taking vitamins and supplements. I've been wondering if my husband's sperm count might be low, but our HMO won't test him because the doctor says he needs to lose 20 pounds first. What? That's crazy. Uh, you can just pay for the fucking test. Send me the bill. I'll pay for the test. That's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. And rude. Uh, Episona, sponsor of ours. Get tested. You can do it. Let me know. Seriously, that's that's crazy. It doesn't. You don't need to lose twenty pounds to jerk off into a cup. Uh, our plan is supposed to cover some of the infertility Wait, testing. Wait, no, she's, you skipped a sentence. Oh, sorry. Does anyone have any suggestions for getting Kaiser to do more faster? Good sentence to say. <laughs> uh, our plan is supposed to cover some of the infertility testing, but getting the referral has been difficult and time-consuming. Maybe we should just do Episona. Oh, weird. <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure how fast their turnaround time is. I've already been talking to my OB, and they confirmed I'm ovulating regularly, and everything looks good. In my strike zone. <laughs> it's back. Uh, maybe we should freeze the sperm. You should definitely freeze the sperm regardless. Uh, maybe we should just keep trying. Uh, we would have two more cycles before his treatment starts. So I'd like to do anything we can to increase our odds. Do you and Matt have any advice to help us improve our odds? I think Matt's right that you should definitely freeze his sperm. Yeah. No matter what. 100%, uh, just in case. You never know. He could, he could, he could, uh, you know, cancer treatment goes great. He's fine. But then he falls off a bike weird and rips his scrotum off. These are things that can <laughs> oh, happen. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. You just want to be. That, why was that on the tip of your tongue? You just, I, I was just thinking of ways, ways you could. <laughs> rips become, his scrotum off. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Freak accidents happen. Um, oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. That's uh, that's my advice to you. Also, you don't have to go through insurance to get a sperm test. It's, I think a sperm test costs like four hundred dollars. Is that correct? I don't remember. I feel like it's around that amount. It's not like Matt a crazy is making a, amount. A, a, a thing with his hand that um, looks like he's squeezing money. balls. That's the money. That's that's the that was actually the money leaving. That was the money leaving my hands. Um, but yeah, uh, fuck the doctor. Come on. You got to got to get tested. Uh, Episona, uh, they're they're available. I, I think they, they I think that they cost four hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah. Um, and I believe that they take three weeks. Okay. So you could do that, and then in the meantime, also freeze the sperm. Yeah. Which you're gonna have to pay for anyway. Like right. insurance is probably not gonna cover that. Right. So. Okay. Um, do you remember we asked for, do you remember for religious people to send da, us da, their da. experiences? I believe that song was on our do not playlist at our wedding. I think it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, because you hear it at every single wedding and it 
Yeah. It was annoying. Yeah. Um, okay. If you'd like to hear more of our Do Not Playlist from our wedding, send us an email. Maybe we'll tell it on the on the bonus episode. <laughs> uh, okay. This is from Jessica. All right. Um, she says, our IVF story is a little unique, so I thought it would be fun to share in hopes that it can help people in the decision-making thought process as they proceed in their own infertility struggles. My husband and I got married in 2008, and we were not practicing Christians at that time. We immediately started to expand, trying to expand our family, and it didn't take long to realize that we were pretty much the only couple we knew that had to actually, quote, try to have a baby. After two years of trying and one chemical pregnancy, we started seeing an RE three hours away. We were diagnosed with unexplained infertility and did several IUIs before moving on to our first round of IVF. In 2010, we had our first retrieval and were ecstatic to hear that we had ended up with 11 high-quality embryos. By quality, I mean it was based on a grading system by the embryologist. We decided to transfer two right away, fresh, and got pregnant with our now six-year-old twins. Fast forward a couple of years, when the kids turned two, we decided that it was important to start looking for a church and expose the kids to our Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. We were thrilled to find a Bible-based fundamental church just minutes from our house and started attending on a regular basis. We made a personal decision to accept Christ as our Savior, got baptized, and became very active in our small church. It wasn't long before we started feeling conflicted about our remaining nine embryos. Now it was much harder to deny that life starts at conception, and technically we had nine lives waiting for us on ice. I'm sure that anyone can imagine that this was a bit overwhelming. We had downsized our life and work to both be able to be at home more and couldn't imagine a life with potentially nine more children. No one can. Also, at this point, we were pretty sure that since IVF had worked for us with both embryos the first time, that it would probably be successful again and again. We prayed about it and decided to start one at a time. Fast forward again, we had multiple failed chemical FETs and have continued to trust God the whole way. It is nice to know that he knows our hearts and has taken care of our fears of having more children than we could handle. I guess that's where religion comes in handy. Sure. You can put it in God's hands. Yep. I just started meds for what I hope, if all goes according to plan, is our last transfer in December. We are completely at peace with whatever the outcome because we have prayed for God's will for our family above our own. And to know that whatever happened with each transfer, as hard as each loss was, it was much easier to accept knowing God was in control. 2018 will be a brand new chapter for us after 10 years of trying to conceive. It will either be bringing us a final member to our family of four, or we will finally be able to move on emotionally and get rid of our garage full of ba- boy and, ba- and girl baby clothes items that we held on to and hope for so many years. Hmm. I guess the thoughts that I would most want to share with others going through the obvious process is this. We never imagined that we would be so conflicted over our remaining embryos at the start of our journey. Like I said, we were thrilled to have gotten so many on our first try. We bragged about it. We were just so focused on having a baby. We didn't consider the long-term effect it would have on our hearts. And here we are, 10 years later, pretty much sold off everything we own, trying to do right by our decisions. Obviously, everything about our journey has been a personal choice. I just thought it might help others and give them something to think about in hopes of saving some heartache for them in the future. Sincerely, Jessica. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, you know, I think about the embryos on ice all the time. All the time you think about I them? I do. What do you think about them? I think I think we should break them out at some point. Yeah, I think I thought we had discussed that. We had discussed, discussed what? Discussed that. <laughs> what did we discuss? <laughs> what did we discuss? I, th- I thought we had discussed that we would transfer them. I think the odds that I get more than one normal embryo from this retri- next retrieval are yeah. extremely low. Yeah. All right. What if you get what if you get thing transfer one, we get pregnant, then we still have those two on ice, the mosaic and the boy. I think I'd just transfer both of them. I think the odds that the mosaic ends up being right. normal or low ultimately. So you might as well just throw both of them in. Mm interesting you know what's interesting too is she i think i cut this out as i was editing her email 
Um, but they didn't do PGS testing initially, <clears throat> excuse me, I think in part because they were so young at the time and it was 2010, things weren't as like advanced as they are now. So, you know, they didn't know how many of those embryos were normal. I think if this happened now and she ended up with nine embryos and they got tested and let's just say they were all normal. Um, I think I do think for a lot of people in her situation, uh, they, they look into, um, embryo donation. Right. Yeah. Like people who, yeah, cause you can adopt embryos. You can, you can, you can donate your embryos and that way, you know, you, you don't have to go through eight transfers and, yeah. but I think you can, I, I believe, and someone who has done this, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you can only donate tested embryos. I could be wrong about that. Mm. Um, so I think that, I think the, uh, the outcomes now are a little bit different. Although I think that there are also some religious people who don't want to test embryos. Is that true? I, I think that there, I believe that there is some debate about testing embryos because of, you know, uh, embryos that have, let's say, Down syndrome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there shouldn't be a debate then. Let's say, I mean, I suppose, although unless clinics won't transfer Down syndrome babies. I that- don't think they, I don't think they would transfer them. Mm. So I think for some people, they feel like, you know, it's God's will that I have this child. I don't know. I don't want to like put words in their mouth, but I, I well, think that that are. is so many words. I think that is a discussion. How do you sleep at night? Uh, honey, we're just about two things we could do right now. Yes. We could read one more email. Yeah. We could wrap up. Yeah. Uh, we could just come back to this later on this evening. Mm-hmm. I'll cut this part of the podcast out mm-hmm. and finish up the emails. Um, well, you're the one who has to do two other podcasts today, so I think you should make this call. Oh, I'm either way, I'm leaving in two minutes, so no, it doesn't, I, it doesn't I know. matter to me. I can do either, whatever you want to do. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I mean, I guess we can, we can, oh, you know what? There was one email that was, that was timely that we needed to get to someone asking for advice about how to deal with, um, something over Christmas. Can I just read this one email? Quickly? Of course you can. Okay. So this is from Laura. I need some advice. <clears throat> I'm getting ready to do my first frozen embryo transfer in December. The day I, that I can do a blood test to see if it worked is the day before Christmas. Mm, here's the issue we'll be at my husband's grandmother's house with 10 other members of his extended italian family (laughs) oh boy who all stay over and i don't want them to know if we are pregnant or not the minute we find out too whether it's good news or bad news it'll be hard to keep our emotions in check on christmas day in front of everyone regardless i feel like they will know something is up though when they see me not drinking coffee or wine (laughs) There is no privacy in this house as my husband and I literally have to sleep under the Christmas tree in the living room. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and if you're going to suggest we get a hotel room, sorry, I wish we could too, but the nearest hotel is 30 minutes away and we don't have a car. I'm already plotting how I'll do progesterone shots in a house that has no locks on the bathroom doors. <laughs> this is a very Italian house if I ever heard of it. <laughs> do we wait to do a blood test until we go home four days later? I really want to find out ASAP because, well, you know how hard it is to wait. We've been waiting three years to get a positive, but if it's a negative, we'll have such a sad Christmas. Thank you, and thank you for sharing your journey on your podcast. I've listened to every episode on normal speed. Hugs to Bo, Laura. Honey, I feel like as the Italian in the house, you yeah. should answer this question. Well, as we all know, I'm half a... Uh, half a... Uh, half of me is Italian and Portuguese, so we'll quarter each of those. Really, it's a mess on that side of the family, as we saw through 23andMe. <laughs> my dad's pretty clearly Spain to Cuba, but uh, my mother, oh boy, lots happening over there. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, my mom's uh, mother was Italian, Regina, Regina Pinocchio. So I've had my share of Italians, and uh, it's a boisterous bunch. <laughs> it's a boisterous bunch with, uh, by the way, I'm kind of jealous that you get to sleep under a Christmas tree. It's my dream to be able to sleep under a Christmas tree. You want to sleep under the Christmas tree? You kind could pull Bo's bed over there. And just... I'm jealous of Bo's uh, <laughs> proximity. proximity to the Christmas tree. <laughs> Uh, I mean, God, that's a tough call because it's so, that's a shit, shit show. How are you going to go get a blood test if you don't have a car? Yeah. I have a lot of questions for you. Are you saying that you would just do a pregnancy test? You're going to need to follow up here. Okay. So here's my questions for you, Laura. Are you, how are you going to sneak out of the house? Who is taking you to get this blood test? How far is this clinic from your from uh, your husband's grandmother's house? Um, is there? Does it have to be a four day wait? Does the clinic close for Christmas Eve day and two days after? Because um, Christmas, I believe, is on a Monday this week this year, right? Or s- that sounds right. I think it is a Monday. Yeah. Um, so those are my questions on that follow-up question is have you thought about delaying the blood test but peeing on a stick no my my throat's doing (laughs) weird things we are we are not a healthy bunch um yeah what do you think i don't know i i think you're gonna i don't know you're gonna be stressed either way i think you should pretend to be sick Oh, that's a good idea. I think you should like feign some sort of like fever where you're like, oh, I shouldn't drink right now. I don't know if it's going to help. Can I have some decaf tea? Do Italians have decaf tea? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got a sleepy time tea. We're we're big sleepy time tea people. Um, you know, have some decaf tea, a little hot water with lemon. They'll really be like, oh, she's so sick, but eat this pasta. It'll make you feel better, and then you'll be normal. They'll be like, oh, here, just have this. Um, so that's my – so if you really want to – yeah, pretend to be sick. That's my that's my plan for you. Please answer my questions Okay. regarding logistics. Um, all right. I think we're going to do the rest of the emails we didn't get to next week. Okay. Uh, with that, I say thank you all for listening. Uh you're great. We'll be here for many, many episodes to come. <laughs> uh, anything else, Dory, real quick before we go, before we jump ship? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right, everybody. Don't forget to write us. If you have any questions, Matt and Dory at gmail.com, Dory and Matt at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to hear more episodes, we're recording two this week. That'll be posted to our Patreon page before December 1st. If you're at the $10 level, you get two bonus episodes a month if you're at the five dollar level you get a bonus episode so uh we hope to hear more well i hope you guys will hear us this week if you have any questions for the bonus episode and you're a patreon listener you can email us uh and let us know it's for the patreon episode questions you'd like answered they can be about anything from anything from what kind of volvo should i get to what kind of left-handed guitar should i buy these are the types of questions i can answer okay bye